turn to Ecclesiastes. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Praying that God would give you his best blessings. Hallelujah. And he's working. God's working. Amen. I, during worship and praise in God, I, I almost felt distracted a few times, but I, uh, I kept opening my eyes and feeling like there was, the door was open. <laughs> kept feeling like I saw the door open, wondering who was coming in. And, and uh, just, just thought the light was shining through there a few times and would open my eyes and, and check and wonder if it was somebody that I was expecting or somebody that I've been praying for. And, and I just uh, been quoting that verse so many times throughout this week. God's opening a door that no man can shut. Amen. I believe it. I believe God is working in a great way. I don't want to... I want to be part of it. I want to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. We're turning to Ecclesiastes 5. I appreciate, appreciate everybody just praying and uh, putting your heart into it. That is really the difference. You know, when, when you get into the Word of God, the truth of God, we've got to be authentic. We can't play church. I'm saying that because I know what it's like to play church. I know what it's like to just be in my own little world. Amen. But when you just break out of that and let God be God, let God work. Amen. It it makes all the difference in the world. Amen. People are going to see that. There's been a two... Come on now. This world is so full of, of, of church business. Uh, 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 of the, the, the money-making kind of empires that are in this world. And you can see it. Yeah, I, I talked to somebody just, just yesterday, talking to my neighbors and talking about going into churches and saying, you know what, it's all about that preacher. It's all about the people there like, so into themselves. I said, why don't people see that so easily? It's so evident. It's so obvious. And it ought to be so sickening because we're here to lift up Jesus. We're here to get our eyes on Him. Amen. We're not anything. I'm not anything. It's God. Amen. It's so obvious. And when God is really moving in an authentic way, I don't want to be faking it. I don't want to be phony. I don't want to be a hypocrite. This world's sick of that. But somebody come in here and see somebody who's genuine and real. And they've got a heart that cares. Amen. It's going to make a difference in the community. People are sick of a fake church and fake Christians. People are sick of people putting on airs and looking like they're somebody when they ought to know better that we all need Jesus. We None of us are, have anything we haven't been given. Amen. I, 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 we played games too long, man. It's time to just love Jesus and love people. Amen. Well, praise God. Ecclesiastes 5. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your power. Lord, break down all the walls. Break down all the, all the phoniness, Lord. Break down all our pride, God, and help us just to, to just fall at your feet and love you. And, and God, just know that, that we can be a part of what you're doing, loving people, ministering, meeting the needs, God. We thank you for what you do. And I ask you, please, to help me, Lord, to deliver your heart, God, and to stay out of your way, God, and that everyone would have an ear to hear what your spirit would say, God. We love you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1. 
Keep thy foot means be careful. Tread easy. When thou goest where? To the house of God. And be more ready to hear. God's talking, I want to hear. Than to give the sacrifice of fools. That just means talking garbage. Talking flesh. Talking carnal. For they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash. Don't be hasty. Think about what you say before you say it. Be not rash with thy mouth. And let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. Oh, if we could just imagine and recognize that we're in the presence of God. God did, you didn't leave God in the church when you got in that car and started driving home and talking about your neighbor. Whoo, help us, Jesus. He didn't all of a sudden say, hey, hold on, God, put him on hold and, and maybe mute what he can't hear. Uh-uh, he's listening. Be not rash with thy mouth and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou be on earth. Thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business. Or we might say getting busy. Amen. Fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. Talk is cheap. When thou vowest to vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than thou shouldest vow and not pay. Suffer not thy foot, thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel. God's listening. God's got angels in this house. Don't say before God, before his angel, that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thy hands? For in a multitude of dreams and many words there are also divers vanities. But fear thou God. God bless you. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to preach a little while this morning. Talk is cheap. Get busy. Get busy. There's all kind of trouble. Listen, this is something that a lot of people, I guess, nowadays, they don't like to hear. But again, I just don't believe we're here to, to, to fake it. Amen. To be phony. There's too much of this idea that, that we ought to put on a, just uh, uh, an attitude and, and, and act like there's no problems. There's even uh, some of the sideline Christian so-called religions today that suffering, even sickness, is just it's just in your mind. But no, people do have trouble. Amen. There's all kind of trouble in life. Amen. I, I know that um, a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth for church because they feel like, and maybe it's been true, I don't know, that, well, they just ignore problems and, and faith means just, just smile anyhow and, and just pray about it. But there's a lot more to it than that. There's trouble in life. There's trouble in our homes sometimes. Amen. You're, that doesn't mean you're not a Christian because you got trouble in your home. Amen. It doesn't mean there's a, there's a, you're not a child of God. You're not faithful because you're experiencing trouble. Maybe even in, internally inside of you. We're in a battle. We've got an enemy. And we're not in heaven yet. And this Bible is full of people that have had, held their faithfulness in trouble. In trials. In real battles. There's even trouble in church. Can you believe it? Sure. That, that doesn't, I, I can't stand the idea, oh, you know what, I had to, I had to give up because there are problems in the church. You know, it's, that's life. 
There's going to be battles. There's going to be challenges. We're not in heaven yet. Think about Joseph, one of the greatest stories of our Old Testament. He got to a place there in the leadership of Egypt in a time of famine. God had him in such an amazing position that was the center of God's will for his life. But that didn't happen overnight. How did Joseph ever get to that amazing place of the will of God in his life? Through trouble. Through a lot of trouble. Amen. Through being hated by his brothers and being sold by his brothers, almost killed by his brothers, being lied on, being seduced, being betrayed, being imprisoned. Every step of the way was trouble. I'm reading in my own time in the Word of God about David, and we may kind of get into some studying maybe Wednesday nights I'm still praying about. But David, just all oh, the things you can talk about, David being the, uh, writing psalms and, and uh, killing Goliath and being a king, I'm telling you it's every page, just more trouble, more pain, more problems. Amen. Joseph got to a place where he could be used by God through a lot of adversity, through problems, through trouble. The Bible says that we enter into the kingdom, Jesus said, through tribulation. But be a good cheer, he said, I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. If we can kind of fast forward to this spot in Joseph's life, God used Joseph and showed him dreams from a young man. We believe in that. Not everybody has dreams from God. But Joseph had a dream very early on. I don't know if Joseph, you know, he's probably a lot like us. He thought, you know what, look at all these things that are going to transpire. I'm, uh, and woke up the next morning and waited for folks to be bowing to him. Waited for authority. Thought, uh, well, God showed it to me. There it is. But it didn't happen yet. There had to be a journey, a process to get where he needed to go. And that journey was just riddled with problems, with trouble. But now he's in a place that God can use him and his gifts. Right there with Pharaoh, Pharaoh's got a dream. And Pharaoh's dream was, was that there was trouble coming to Egypt. And not only Egypt, to the world. There was a famine coming. And it was two dreams that were basically the same message from God. But it was doubled to show kind of like the verily, verily. I'm getting ready to tell you something. Pay attention. And somebody remembered. There's a, there's a, a man that has a gift from God. And, and, and now's your time, Joseph. And Joseph stands up before Pharaoh and begins to interpret the dream. And he says, there's going to be blessings for seven years. There's going to be plenty. There's going to be all kind of good things happening. But trouble is coming. Problems are coming. Famine is coming. And it's going to be so bad that we're going to forget how good we have it for these seven years. He had the understanding of the problems that were, they were facing. Amen? But can I tell you something about God that's so much greater than us? Because it really 
isn't that exciting. It's not really that important that you can see trouble is ahead. It's kind of like people getting up and and prophesying, oh, there's going to be problems. I feel God telling me there's going to be problems in the Middle East. Wow, what a leap of faith. It's only been happening for the last how many hundred years. And it's getting worse and worse, don't get me wrong. But listen, I know a lot of people that think they're pretty important because they're are pretty in tune even with the Spirit of God because they can see the problems. Oh, let me tell you about my family. Let me tell you about my spouse. Let me tell you about my parents or my kids. Let me tell you about that one in the church. Amen. Oh, I can tell you, I see the problems. and It's easy to see problems. But the great thing about Joseph was, when he was done telling, you can see it back there in, in the book of Genesis, the 41st chapter, when he was done saying there's problems, God started anointing him and saying, let me tell you what we're going to do. Let me tell you how we got to start getting busy right now and start coming up with a solution that we're going to follow God. God's going to keep us. God's going to bless us. We're going to, we're going to have to follow him and listen to him. Hey, it's easy to see the problem, but who's going to get busy helping us work and get the blessings of God to move forward into victory? Amen. Complainers are a dime a dozen. Amen. I've had folks so spiritual in their own mind. Oh, preacher, you're not just caught up in, in all the, the complaining that we're doing and, and you probably don't even care. No, we've been seeing that a long time before you'd ever came across your desk. We've just been so busy doing something about it. We're not wasting time complaining about it. Pharaoh in Genesis 41 was talking to Joseph and Joseph said, now, verse 33, now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Drop down to verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is the man in whom the spirit of God is? Joseph just said, hey, we got problems coming, but I know I've been talking to God. Amen. You can listen to the devil all day and be depressed. But it was Paul that stood up in the midst of a storm and said, Sirs, I believe God. I, I've been praying. An angel's been standing by me. And I'm going to tell you, here's what's going to happen. Here's how we're going to get to shore. It's one thing to look around your home. It's one thing to look around the community. It's one thing to look around the church and say, trouble, trouble, there it is, trouble. I'm not denying that there's trouble, but who's going to have wisdom? Who's going to have the power of God to say, hey, let's get busy and see something go work. Let's get, break some chains. Let's put the devil under our feet. Let's work together and bring healing and help. It's easy to say they did me wrong. It's a whole other thing to say, God, I'm going to pray until I have a spirit of forgiveness. It's easy to say they're a sinner. They got a lot of work to do. And it's, it's a whole other thing to go out and say, you know what, how can I be a friend and encourage them? Amen. It's what Jesus did. You want to be like Jesus? Are you hearing me this morning? You want to be like Jesus? He had it good in heaven. He could look down and see all of our sin. Isn't that what the law did? When Moses came down, it just said, you're sinners. It just said, you know, sinners, they're going to pay the price. The soul that sinneth shall die. 
The price for iniquity is punishment and death. But Jesus left glory, came and robed himself in flesh, came and, and, and loved us and ministered and paid a price. Hallelujah. What about us? What about us? Hallelujah. Isn't it time to start looking around and saying, God, what can I do to be a help and a blessing? Isn't it time to say, God, how can I forgive? How can I be a part of what you're doing? Isn't it time to do something in our families, in our community, in the church to say, you know what? It's one thing to see the problem. God, how can I be a part of the solution? I have three things I want to encourage everybody to just look at in your life today. To be a part of what God wants to do. Ephesians, Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to get busy. It's one thing to feel, you know, it's so, it's subtle. The enemy's always subtle. He's always kind of sneaky. He always kind of throws something out there to make you feel like, you know, try to make you feel like you're, you're, you're doing all right. But it's easy to, to talk about something. I've, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them myself, I've been there. I've been the one that sat there after church and, uh, at the Taco Bell and said, this is how it ought to be. This is what they ought to be doing. This is how wrong. Yeah, I was, I was the one thing. Oh, I'm so spiritual. I can see it. I know how to fix everybody's problems. But when it came down to, to doing my part. It's a whole different thing. Amen. Ephesians 6 talks about the warfare that we're in. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. You're in a battle. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. It goes on talking about that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and the, 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 the shoes shod with the preparation of gospel peace, all these things. And, but it come, we're not done yet. We get down to verse 18. It says, praying. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. I thank God for prayer that was going on in the service today. But I'll tell you, this has to be something we enter into. Something that does not become a routine. Something that is not just a fulfilling of a duty, but we, we come into the presence of God and recognize that there is something accomplished when God's people pray. Amen. When, when you kind of just skim through your prayers, saying the right thing, but maybe your mind's on other things. Maybe, maybe not really, really dig into the Spirit of God and really talk to God, really open up to God, really let God be God in those prayers and, and talk to you and deal with you and bring you to where you need to be. We just go through the motions. We can feel good about ourselves. But real prayer is... Uh, is not only such an asset to our lives, to our homes, to the church, to the community. Amen. Hallelujah. But we got to recognize that it accomplishes things. It accomplishes things. Praying with all prayer 
and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance. Be patient. Press through. You're going you're gonna to face adversity. Amen. Somebody say trouble. You're going to face trouble. Keep praying. Pray without ceasing. Don't be weary in well-doing. How many times have I told you just saying praying without ceasing does not mean hey, I'm going to pray 24-7. It means don't give up. When you start getting somewhere, that's when the devil pushes back. That's all right. With Jesus, you can handle that. You're going to be all right. Keep pushing anyway. Don't get distracted. Keep praying. When we pray, amen, things change. When we pray, we start to see things clearer. When we pray, it gets this flesh out of the way. Amen. A lot of it is that. Amen. Before you can ever be effective in pushing the devil back, you got to learn that it takes some humility. It takes some letting go of your will. Amen. To really pray like we ought to, we follow what Jesus... Not my will, but thine be done. It's, it's a press sometimes. It's a... It's a battle sometimes to be able to get into prayer and say, God, I want to, I want to get past all that I'm, all the problems I'm dealing with. I'm going to cast that on you. I'm going to give that to you and I'm going to pray about my family. Amen. Just go ahead and give it a try. Say, I'm not sure I believe in that. You go ahead and pray for your husband. Go ahead and pray for your wife. Amen. Pray for your children. Praise God. What, I tell you what, not only will God deal with them, but God will start showing you, hey, maybe there's some things in my life that I haven't been seeing, haven't been dealing with. Prayer is going to make the difference. Amen. Prayer sometimes opens our eyes. We don't like that sometimes. We like, told somebody this morning, you know, uh, we like to come to church and kind of hide behind our fig leaves. We like to try to get comfortable. We like our little excuses, our self-righteous ways. We don't want to really get real and honest and say, you know what? I've got some fears in me that I'm not dealing with. I've got some anger in me I'm not dealing with. I've got some bitterness in me I'm not dealing with. And I'm taking it out on my family. I'm taking it out on the church. Amen. And there's too many churches that the pastors are handing out fig leaves at the door. Go ahead. Just hide behind this a while. We're not going to make you. Oh, dear sister, dear brother, I want you to feel uncomfortable. I want you. I don't want you to get too close to the fire. You know. You know. And you know. God. You might feel like uh, somebody's. No. I, we want God. Burn it out of me. Burn it out of me. Get it out of me, God. Oh, hallelujah! Just work in me. I want to be better. I want to be better. I've I've been around too long, and in my own life too. I can say, oh, this lady up here in the front. God, you need to help her pray through. She needs some victory in her life. Things she puts, and I start praying, God, just help her. I don't know. Get her mind right. I don't know what's wrong with her. And then I start praying and, and really, really praying. And God's saying, What have you been to her? Amen. What kind of, what kind of, how do you talk to her? You, you want, you want to, you want to reap respect and love, and, and you're so selfish? Amen. You want to reap blessings, but you want to 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 sow being a bully. Oh God, let me pray for 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 the president. <laughs> let me pray for some of these these rappers out there sending them all to hell. <laughs> no, some of these rock stars that don't. No, no, no. Get, get back to this. I'm talking to you, son. Amen. Yeah, that's what happens when you pray. When you really pray. 
when you're hiding behind those things. And then you find out. They find out, wow, God, I, I needed that. Prayer. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying for one another. We say it so often, it seems almost just redundant to talk about it again. But thank God for praying, brothers and sisters. Thank God for people that carry burdens. Thank God it matters. Times where I feel like I know somebody's been praying for me. Somebody's been helping me in prayer. Amen. It matters. And the more we get us ourselves in that vein, we can be sensitive to the Spirit of God and God can lead us and we can start seeing what God, God really, we, our ways are so, so messed up compared to His ways. His ways are so far above our ways. The Bible says not to lean unto our own understanding, but the more we spend time praying about things and, and being sensitive to God, He can guide us and lead us in a way that can be productive. Listen now, this is where we're going with this. When your prayer time just begins talking about the problem and not listening for marching orders, amen, for direction on how I need to fix this, how I need to be better, amen. Hey, it doesn't, if you're talking to God, talk can be cheap sometimes. If you're not willing to say, okay, God, I want to do my part. Amen. Help me to be the, 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 the father I can be to my children, to be the neighbor I can be to those. I, God, don't let me be so self-absorbed and that I miss the ministry. Jesus left that comfort zone of heaven, left the glory and came down and washed their feet. Prayer is such a vital part of that. Hallelujah. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. I, I know I know some of you are saying, uh, you know, prayer is just, you even said it earlier, you know, Christians, let's just pray about it. But I'm not talking about just a dismissive kind of, okay, I prayed about it, that's it. I'm talking about saying, God, help me, lead me, show me, teach me, move me. Amen. There's a lot of religious things going on in this country, in churches, in, in people, a lot of things that look good and seem good. But when you get in the spirit and start letting God lead, that's when the power happens and chains start breaking and people start paying attention and, and want to hear what you have to say. Matthew 5. Very familiar, I know, to most of us. And if it's not, no shame in that. You just keep keeping the word of God. But Matthew 5.13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth. Let me just take my time a little bit, okay? Salt is something I know. Forget the health kick and hypertension and blood pressure and all that. Salt is something that's that a little bit of it, all right? A little bit of it is supposed to enhance the flavor of the rest of it. God says, you're just a little bit in this world, but you're going to make a big difference. You're going to bring my presence into things and show people that you've got something better. You're the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost its savor, if there's no difference in you, if you can't make a change, wherewith shall it be salted? How are you going to salt your salt? Right? If salt doesn't have any flavor, you can't salt it. It's good for nothing. It says, thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out, be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city 
that is set on a hill cannot be hid. God wants to show you off. God wants people to see something in you. Neither do men light a candle. He's, you said, he said, you're the light. He didn't light you to put you under a basket. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Amen. We need light in the house. We need light in our homes. We need light in the church. Amen. You're going to hear me say this a lot more, especially just pushing us for prayer. This nation and this world needs light, but God's put us here. This is our place to shine the light. Amen. Hallelujah. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That's what it is. Being a child of God. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. Show them, show this world something better. Talk is cheap. You can, hey, I believe, talk to people, but don't talk to them without showing them a difference. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know how it ought to be in your home. Be different. Be the example. Amen. Someone who says it but doesn't live it is a hypocrite. Amen. Someone who says this is a way it should be, but won't lift a finger to do what ought to be and look at themselves is a hypocrite. Pharisees came by and looked at Jesus. Imagine this. They saw Jesus and they said, you know what? You're healing people. You're seeing people set free from the bondage of the devil, casting out devils. And they criticized how he did it. You shouldn't be doing it on a Sabbath day. You're doing it probably through the devil himself anyway. They had all kind of ways to look at him ministering, blessing, helping. And they looked back and said, yeah, but you're not doing it right. And Jesus basically said, okay, well, how do you do it? Show me how your children do it. Show me how your followers do it. Don't just talk about it. It doesn't take much to point a finger and point out anything. Amen. And then after a while, when you get in that complaining, murmuring, it says nothing's right. I don't want to leave this world feeling like everybody just knew me for being a complainer and a fault finder. Let alone stand before God. It doesn't take a lot. The devil tries to make you feel good that you can see everybody's problems and know how to fix them. And you've got to, that is so easy. Amen. How many people think they know all about your problems? See, it's foolish. They don't know you. They don't know anything about you. But they got it all figured out. They don't know what you, what's really going on. They've not walked in your shoes. Right? How dumb is that when people think they know how to fix everything and know everything wrong? Because they don't know you. And you don't know them. Amen. Be the example. Be the light. Be the salt. That's the help. It's easy to talk. It's easy to point a finger. It's another thing altogether when you say, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to try to be a strength to my wife, be a strength to my children, be a strength to my, my husband, be a strength to my parents. Hello? Amen. It's another thing altogether to show up at your job and say, I'm a child of God. Get ready to see one of the best employees you've ever had. Amen. I'm not going to cheat you. 
I'm not going to try to get less. You can trust me. You can rely on me. Is it getting quieter in here? This is what Christians do. We don't just gather here and feel good about ourselves and pat each other on the back. This is not a mutual admiration society. This is where we go to school to go out there and be good, (laughs) to be the best, to show that we got something that everybody needs. Amen. You ought to, they, they ought to never even question how trustworthy you are. They ought to never question how loyal you are. You're a Christian. Amen. Pharisees could point at anybody, Jesus himself, and say, what a mess. Kicked a man out of church because he got healed and wanted to give God the glory for it. Amen. That's, that's what happens. You get into that. It becomes, you know what I'm t- saying is the truth. I'm not picking on anybody. We all have this. You know, you, you start to start getting that routine. It starts becoming reflex. Seeing the problem before you have any hope of, of what God's doing. Seeing the problem, seeing the thing that it's, it's, it's a waste of time. So cheap. Anybody can do that. Little, little school kids, that's, you know, that's little school kids on the playground bullying each other. Amen. Just, just looking at each other, trying to feel good about it. It's, it's, it's that insecurity and that fear that people might look at me and, and, and not like me. So I'm going to, I'm going to point out everybody else's faults. Come on. It's time to grow up and get to work. Amen. Amen. Be that salt. Be that light. Be what brings God's goodness into your home. Be what brings kindness and encouragement into your home. Amen. Be that one that that blesses and strengthens and helps. Amen. Hallelujah. John 13. We mentioned it earlier. Talking about prayer. Talking about being an example. Fruit of the Spirit is the proof. I know I've taught this before. I will teach it again. I believe when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, and you can read it in every single instance, you'll see it in the Bible as a pattern. People speak in tongues. God gets a hold of that last unruly member, and out of your belly flows rivers of living water, just like Jesus said in John 7. And, And that is an initial occurrence, if you will. But the evidence is a fruit. The evidence is a life that's filled with the character and nature of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise God. John 13 says in verse 13, you call me master and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. And if I then your Lord and master have washed your feet, he got down. Peter said, don't you do it. (laughs) You're not washing my feet. I'm. Uh, I'm too humble for that. Too humble to let God be God. I'll rebuke you, God, because I'm so humble. Well, if I don't wash you, then you don't have any part in me. Well, then I want extra. I want more than anybody else gets, you know, because I'm, I'm so humble about my needs. So wash my head and my face and my hands, too. So why don't you just get in line and just let me do what I have to do and stop making such a mess of things? He said, but he comes and he says... He comes and washes their feet. The Lord of glory puts on the garb of a servant. Amen. Live an example. Live as a life of prayer. He said, I've given you this example that you should do 
as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Pray. Connect with God. Engage in in a relationship with God. In prayer, in His Word. Get enough of, of God in you that you want, you can live a life and not be a hypocrite when you tell people, hey, this is what a Christian is. That you can be an example to those around you. And now, live a life of service. Live a life of sacrifice. See, the problem with a lot of people, they don't realize that doing God's will is a sacrificial act. It's not taking credit for things and, and getting... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of credit and building your reputation. It means getting in there and getting your hands dirty and being a, being, being a help, being a friend. Sacrificing. Amen. It'll cost you. It'll cost you time. Sometimes it, 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 it'll cost you finances to be a blessing to somebody. Amen. Sure. To get busy is going to be, it, it's the hardest service. It's, it's a hard to just being available. I don't ever want to tell God. I, 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 I can take you back. I'm not going to take the time to tell stories of, of times where, where God was first dealing in me, but way before I was ever even a pastor, and things that I, I started picking and choosing. And, and uh, I, I recognized pretty quickly if God opened a door to, to quickly just do what God's asking me to do. Never wants to think, well, that's... That's not something I'm interested in. If if I'm available and I'm and and, and I'm able and, and I've got the opportunity, God, I don't ever want to say no. Call me when you got another job for me. Amen. I I, I want to be a service, and it's sacrificial. Sometimes it's things that many times I know this is hard for some people to hear, but it's time. It, it might not be something I'm real excited about, but if it's God's will, God, help. Let me be a help. It might not something be sometimes it might not even be something I've many times done things I felt like somebody else could have done a lot better, but but they haven't stepped up to the plate. So you know what, God, I guess I'll I, I just I just want to do something for you. Yes, sir. I want to be that one that the Bible says when he comes back, will he find so doing? It's easy to talk about the kingdom of God. It's easy to talk about all the things and the troubles and the problems. But when God starts moving, He'll enable you to be a doer. And that's where the blessing is. God's done the work, I know. God's done it all, but he, well, now He's working through us. I had a dear brother years ago that helped me help this church. Uh, a, a preacher friend that, that preached for us very, very early on. And I remember him coming to me one time and saying, man, I, 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 I had this, I don't know if it was a dream. I think it was a dream. could have been a vision, but I believe it was a dream. He started telling me about some problems. And, and, I, and I thought, Lord, he's, he's right on. There's problems. He, that's God. And he's telling me about fires that are being started and problems that are stirring up. And, and, and I mean, I love this man. He, was, he, he meant so much to me at the time. And he just told me, man, this is a problem. And then, and I remember... At the end of him telling me this, I was just like, okay. And that was it. And he just kind of went on his way. And this man I had an utmost respect for. And, and, and believe he was in tune with something. I, 
I went and told my wife, I said, that's not God. God doesn't tell you about problems without a plan of action. God doesn't tell you about all this, all, all the, the things that are going on behind the scene and leave you just like in despair. Hey, just want to tell you, you thought it was bad. Oh, it's really bad. Thanks. <laughs> there was no, hey, here's what to do. Here's the hope. Here's, hey, you just keep on. God's going to work. Or here's how you, no, no, no. It was just like, hey, I want to tell you there's pro- I knew there was problems. Amen. That's easy. Job was in the middle of his despair. Job was in the middle of a battle beyond most any battle. And one of his friends, so-called, steps up and said, Oh, I had someone, a visitation in the night. And, and he said, What are you doing? I need help. Listen, church needs help. This world needs help. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to minister. To, to love, to bless, to give, to die. Amen. Your family needs help. Amen. If there's people in your family, I generally think that's the definition of family. People that are related one way or another. Right? They need somebody that can pray. Somebody that can be an example. Somebody that can serve and sacrifice and help. Not a condemnation, not a, not a, a, a great spiritual revelation of, uh, of how bad things really are and, and who's to blame and who's to fault. But somebody get in and say, hey, God, help me be part of the solution. Oh, I want to be doing God's will when he comes. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Imagine showing up for work, some of you, then talking about all the problems and feel like you're getting a good day of work in. Your boss is so happy that you sat around and talked about how bad things are. They're so glad to have you on the team to let them know all the challenges. No, that's pretty obvious. This world's in a mess, I know. There's a devil. There's a lot of people causing trouble. Oh, did you see those sinners the other day out there when we went out to eat? Oh, they, what were they doing? They were sinning. <gasps> really? Sinners sinning? I'm so shocked. Oh, look at those. There's, there's people that are rebellious. What are they doing? They're rebelling. Oh, my. No, it's, it's, it's been a way it's been from the beginning. But thank God for people that are have the mind of God to serve, to get in and do something about it. That's my heart. And I thank God there's people here today. It doesn't just happen by itself. You don't just walk into a church and say, well, everything just all of a sudden changed for good. No, it's people praying, people that are shining the light, people that are helping and blessing. Amen. Doing their part, doing what they can do. And that's what's going to happen on every level in your life. Hallelujah. God's, God's here to help you today. I want to tell somebody here today, he, he did just what we said. He, he walked away from heaven to be mocked and hated. Came to this world because he wants you to be, to be a, his son, his daughter. 
He did an amazing thing to show is more than words. The words that were etched on stone tables couldn't save. But the love of Jesus that left glory, He did it for you. Maybe you've stumbled, maybe you've faltered, but he's, His love is from His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. He cares about you. This Bible doesn't teach that Christians just hide their head in the, the ground and ignore what's going on. No. We're doers. More than, not complainers. God got angry at those that murmured in the wilderness. But those that were able to say, you know what, there's giants in the land, but we are well able. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face troubles. You're going to face trials. You're going to have to have enough faith to, to say, you know what, it's, I want, I'm not going to slip back into a comfortable place of seeing just the problem, being able to identify that. No, I want to keep on pressing, keep on fighting, keep on moving forward. Because God's given you everything you need to win your battles. To see His blessings in your life in spite of the trouble. You don't... I know there's questions. I know there's things we maybe say, I, I just wish I understood. But why don't you, just one step at a time, reach out to God and let Him show Himself real to you. Just take today. Take what is right before you and... What you know He's already said to you. And just just kneel at His feet and say, God, I'll help me, God, and I'll, I'll follow you. Come on, let's find a place to pray here, church. I love you, Lord.
broken. God's doing great things. So important that we look at our lives and say, God, am I am I yielded to you like I need to be? Am I surrendered to you like I ought to be? Lord, am I living what I expect others to live? Am I doing what I expect others to do? There's plenty of things I've... I know many, many times Christians, ministries, preachers focused on the dark, focused on how bad things are, focused on all the... And it's out there, and we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, but when it comes down to it as a church, are we together as well as our as individuals and in our families and our jobs and our neighborhoods, are we being motivated by God to be doers, to get busy? Talk is cheap. It's time, church. It's time to get busy. Help us, Lord. Let's all stand and not only pray for this word to get in our hearts, but let's pray for this community. Let's pray for this this hour that we're in. Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives, God, and in this church. Thank you for the word. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that each one of us, Lord, would, Lord, just be humble enough to hear it, receive it, God, and be doers of your word, God. As we leave this house, help us as we go forth, Lord, to shine the light. And Lord, we pray for this community. We pray for our neighbors, God. We pray for those we work with. We pray for those we, Lord, we shop around and do business around, God. We pray that they would see this light, God, and that you would, Lord, work in their hearts, God. Break the chains of the enemy throughout this Lord, this this area, God, and bring victory in lives, God. Lord, you're so good. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Bless, we pray now, Lord, the, the service this afternoon at the Margaret Mal home, as well as this evening here, if you tarry. We give you all the thanks, all the glory, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.